Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. February, Thursday, February 3rd, Jack McMullen, Peter Apple, Just Baseball Show. This is the first time you and me are, are on a pod. I No, let me rephrase that. This is the latest into a week that we have been on a pod together, yeah. I think, since this podcast's inception. Thursday? Yeah, I think so. Normally, we do our GM episodes on Monday, Tuesday, but, you know, we had Nestor Cortez on He's Wednesday. Fine. Yeah. He's I. Right. I mean, that interview was phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so, yeah, you, we're usually talking Tuesday and Wednesday. We're not doing that. Uh, we're talking Tuesday now. I don't think we're in a fight. Have I missed anything monumental within your personal life that we need to talk about? The only new development is that I have been inching closer to the season finale of Succession. Um, and now as a pop culture guy, I can throw a couple of those references in. Great. Um, can't guarantee. I, I would have really no idea what you're else. talking about, though. I would have no that, idea with Succession. We got to get on the same page for, for some of these pop culture things because I'm not gonna watch Euphoria. I'm just not. That that doesn't relate to me. I'm not a fan of male genitalia consistently. You know what I just downloaded though? Uh, speaking of getting on the same page, I just got Coinbase. I'm looking into the crypto game. Me and my roommate. I'm sitting yeah. in a Fairfield Inn in Athens, Ohio. My roommate on the road with Ball State. Uh, we were having a late night discussion because that's what you do on a Tuesday at 11 p.m., right? You talk about cryptocurrency. And I said, should I put uh-huh. 20 bucks in it? So now I've got the app. I've linked the bank account. So I'm probably being liquidated as we speak. Um, but like, if I had to pick Ethereum, Bitcoin, I don't think Dogecoin. What do I do here? Well, the first thing you do is you follow Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> and you just ride whatever that is. Yeah. Next, I would just go with Ethereum. Uh, with the NFT craze, I think Ethereum has much more of a chance to blow up rather than a Bitcoin because I feel like Bitcoin is a stabilizer. It's kind of think of Bitcoin as the new gold. You know, okay. you put your money in gold and expect it just to matriculate and continue to build yeah, like similar slowly. to gold. Right. Ethereum is a rocket ship, you know, and it's much less expensive than a full Bitcoin might be. Um, so I, I'd I'd go there. If it you're going to go like between that. the two. But first, got to go follow Elon and Bezos. To be no totally reason. honest, it, it feels like a raggedy-ass rocket ship. Like the one from Jimmy Neutron where, you know, Jimmy obviously just put it together with household items. And sometimes it's just catapulting you into the stratosphere. And then other times you have no power coming out the back and it's a free fall. See, I know that one. I know that reference. Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy I've seen Neutron. that one. 
the Jimmy Neutron movie, yeah. like top yeah. ten movie of our childhood for sure. Better than SpongeBob SquarePants movie? No, though? hell no. I've told you that is yeah. one one. <laughs> yeah. That is like I know. I wanted, record to, I wanted to get you riled up. Yeah, I, I'm allowed I, to get you riled up. I just we got to talk Giants. I just watched it on Monday morning. Yeah, we got to talk about the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> Speaking of Giants, though, uh, when they go into the abyss with the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Now, the Now That We're Men song is like top five. Um, now that we're yeah. men. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, we're going to talk about the San Francisco Giants. We're going to, you know, do the whole general manager thing. We talked about it on uh, our social media channels, by the way. Go follow them. Um, of course, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. They're all at just in baseball there. fans. Yes. Give us a follow. Easy. Um, you guys post the question Jack with iPad, where does he rank among MLB executives? And I replied somewhere between Farhan Zaidi and Andrew Friedman. I think Friedman's better than Farhan, so I'm naturally just I don't putting even myself. Know. I'm putting myself above Farhan right now because I'm an asshole. I'm a conceited asshole. It's aggressive, but it's earned. You know, 152 podcast episodes versus decades in a front office. Yeah, who's, but who's the real grinder yeah, they, here? Yeah, yeah, they can't do it like you can though. The reality is, like, is Farhan Zaidi walking into the office in, on like in the Bay Area today and talking about crypto? I don't think so. You don't know. I don't know. You're right. I bet he is. I bet he's talking about crypto too. I take it back. Because if you're a crypt, because if you're a crypto guy, you're always talking crypto. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so we're see. Talk- you just bought twenty dollars, and you immediately started talking about crypto. Yeah. So I like, mean, think about him. If he owns any of it, he's probably telling his boys. And I've just got like my pinky toe in the water of crypto right now. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to refer to it in a cooler way. Like, yeah, I'm in the crypto space. I'm in the crypto. You're in the space. crypto space. Yeah, not You're game. Game is overrated now. I'm in the crypto game. Fuck that. I'm in the crypto space. Just just tell people you mine for crypto. They won't know what it means. You don't have to explain what it means. Just say it's complicated and yeah. um, then use some high-level verbiage. Right. And you we've, can get out of any conversation. We've also like talked about we've also talked about the size of units and you don't discriminate against unit size and gambling. So like your unit could mm-hmm. look different than my unit who could look different than anybody else's unit. So, you know, if I say I'm mining for crypto and I have 20 bucks in it when somebody else has 200,000 in it, it's a sliding they scale. Don't know. We're both miners. You don't unit shame. It could be $5, it could be $1,000. Yeah. That's why I always say, that's why we use units. Yeah, all you right, know? let's agree to never talk about cryptocurrency again, cool? No, I will never agree to that. And I don't think you could even agree to that because you put another 20 in and you're going to be talking about it next week on the podcast. You're right. All right, let's talk about the San Francisco Giants now. Um, <laughs> That's a better conversation. San Francisco had 107 wins last year. Give me <clears throat> give me your 60 seconds on the Giants and then we'll launch into what they have and what they need. The San Francisco Giants opened up the 2021 season with a 74.5 win projection. One of the worst projections of all time, as the Giants finished atop the NL West with a 107-55 and record. The Giants had the oldest offense in baseball at an average age of 31 years old, yet they finished second in homers, fourth in OPS, fifth in WRC+, behind incredible seasons from Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, and the resurgent returns to glory for Brandon Crawford and Evan Longoria. This was a team, never a one or a two-man show, Players like Steven Duggar, Lamont Wade Jr., Darren Ruff, Wilmer Flores all made incredible impacts. Not to mention they finished as the fifth best defense as a team, according to outs above average. The offense was superb, but the pitching was even better. They finished second as a staff in ERA and FIP and finished with the best bullpen ERA in baseball. Logan Webb became a star. 
Kevin Gosman had a Cy Young caliber year. Descalfani looked unhittable at times. And key veterans like Johnny Cueto and Alex Wood gave the Giants a chance to win every single day. Not to mention, Camilo Duvall emerged in the playoffs as one of the most exciting bullpen arms in baseball. But let's hear it from the incredible seasons from Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, and Dominic Leone. Gabe Kapler, looking for another chance after Philadelphia, pressed all the right buttons and willed his team to the best record in baseball before a crushing loss in the NLDS in five games to the Los Angeles Dodgers. But Jack, can they win the World Series in 2022? Let's freaking talk about it. Let's talk about it. Your first, your lightning quick answer to that question, though. Can they win the World Series in 2022? I'm never going to doubt this team ever again. Never, ever again. And I understand the win projection might not be 107. It might be 90. It might be 88. But I'm not counting out this team. They're just too smart. They mix and match. They play the matchups. They have the bullpen. They have the starting pitching. Losing Gosman is bad, obviously. But signing Alex Cobb is good. You know, they always mix and match. They're always ready. Yeah. And so I do. I think with with a couple more free agent signings, maybe a trade that we're going to talk about, they can win the World Series in 2022. Yeah, I, I'm with you because you look at this team on paper again, and I understand all these guys had great years, but you look at them again, like going into the 2022 season, and you say, no, like they're not even going to be close to winning the division when you look at the Dodgers and the Padres. But the reality was the Padres were a 500 team with one of the best teams assembled in recent memory on paper. Paper and the game are two different things because you have a Lamont Wade step up like he did. You have an Evan Longoria step up like he did. You have Donovan Solano provide key hits when he does. And you've got Anthony DiSclefani throwing to a sub 3-2 ERA. It doesn't make any sense, but they did it. And they will continue to do it because they're the San Francisco Giants. I think they have the third best executive in baseball. If you go Friedman, Neander, and then Farhan Zaidi. They've got You could put Farhan one. Like that's that's the thing. Like these guys are all so phenomenal. Like that's where Farhan is. Yeah. It's not like he's three, you know, and definitely below Friedman or Neander. You can make the argument he's the best GM in baseball as well. You've got the best coaching staff in baseball, in my opinion, because there is power in numbers. Gabe Kapler, I don't think is the best manager in baseball, but the fact that he surrounds himself with like thirty bajillion other coaches to help the team helps him. They are smart. They outthink everybody else, and they're going to outthink everybody else again. Let's walk through personnel because they— And I think just just yeah. before we walk through personnel, I think what you're saying about the paper argument is so interesting because the Giants, they're not trying to build the absolute most star-studded nine no. on the field. They are so deep. This team runs 25. That's the thing. So it's like maybe— the best player on the Giants isn't going to be Ron Acuna Jr. or Juan Soto. But all of those guys we named, and we haven't even mentioned Mike Yastrzemski, Austin Slater, Helio Ramos, like Tommy LaStella, Mauricio Dubon, Tyro Estrada, these are all above average, maybe not you know above average regulars, but when they're put in the right situations, they perform like above average regulars. So you have instead of maybe... Five amazing players, you have 11 really solid players. And that's what's that's what gets you to a winner. And historically, they've done that. When you look at guys yep. when they were going through their voodoo with, with Gregor Blanco, like he was that guy, right? Joe Panic was that guy when he first came up. It was, 
Yeah, he could probably be a major league starter elsewhere. He's filling this role beautifully, and this is so Giants. And when you look at modern Moneyball, if you are trying to ID like a non-Oakland A's team to the Moneyball theory, it's got to be Tampa Bay, obviously, because Tampa has just been doing this. They've been getting massive success with not large amounts of money and very minimal star power. But San Francisco ain't far behind. San Francisco's mm-hmm. a bigger market, and they've had a ton of championship success. And that almost deters us from thinking of them as a small market, because they're not a small market. But what they do with the resources they put into the team, they're outside the top. I think they're 14th in payroll in 2022. Yeah. They're never yeah, they're really average. the top. Yeah, I mean, they've got $80 million in luxury tax base. They are below average when you look at payroll. Like, they do this with not many resources allocated to winning on the field because they know how to wring the towel dry of all it's worth. Absolutely. And I think their payroll was the highest in 2019. Yeah. Um, and it has gone down as they've as they've um, gotten some of the key players off the books. Let's look uh, but right now, they have money to spend. They yeah. have like $50 million, $60 million possibly that they could spend to get right back up to what it was in 2019. We're not saying, oh, yeah, they actually have $130 million to spend to get up near the Mets. No, that's not the, how the Giants do it. But the Giants aren't necessarily this cheap team. No, they're not right? a cheap team. Like, for example... There was a great there was a great article in the Athletic where they compared like why the Giants are cheap. Like was it is it cheap for the Giants to sign Anthony Descalfani in you know when they signed him to a one year six million dollar deal, or should they have given it to Garrett Richards, who's one year's ten million dollars? You know is that cheap or is that just smarter? So they sign guys. They're not going to give two hundred and fifty million to that best free agent like Carlos Correa or Trevor Story, but they're going to make smart moves, and those smart moves result in wins. You would think that they would give the big money to Carlos Correa because they're right next to the Silicon Valley, right? They're, I mean, they're there. They're in tech hub. So are the Oakland A's, and the Oakland A's are trying to sell. So. You're right. I have no idea how, like, <laughs> the poverty line in the Bay Area is 120 grand, and the Oakland A's don't have don't any money to work with. And they're it. moving. They're moving. Like, I don't get it. Um, let's walk through the subtractions right now before we look at who's still here and who's added. Absolutely. Big subtractions. That's the problem. Yeah, Buster Posey retired. That's a massive subtraction. Kevin Gosman signed a big, big deal with Toronto. Johnny Cueto is now on the open market. Donovan Solano is now on the open market. They did retain Brandon Belt, who accepted the qualifying offer. But those four are massive. You're missing two starting pitchers. Your Hall of Fame caliber catcher, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's gonna get some votes probably he'll be on there for more terms than a of peak year. yeah 100 um, percent. one of the greatest catchers of all time if we're talking peak yeah and then you're missing a guy who won a silver slugger in 2020 and donovan solano so you, you've got some stuff to replace here the biggest one of course pete being buster posey being buster posey and well also they're they didn't lose chris bryant but chris bryant is no longer a giant he definitely helped them down the stretch there yeah um the great thing about the Giants is that when your star player retires, like a Buster Posey, it's always very helpful to have someone in the wings ready to go. And that's why I think we're pretty excited about the combination of Joey Bart and Patrick Bailey, the two best catching prospects in the Giants system. And we think Joey Bart will make an impact as early as next year. He's the Giants starting catcher this year. I think he has to be. Because the Giants he, starting catcher. Yeah. We're going to walk through the position players first, and then we'll get to the pitching because there's a lot to address, especially in the starting rotation here. 
But let's mm-hmm. start with the catching position because y- your big leaguer under contract right now is Kurt Casale. Yeah, he's a fine backup. Whatever. Like backup. If he's yeah. got to catch fifty games this year, that's fine. But Joey Bart's ready. Joey Bart is going to be your starting catcher. Patrick Bailey yes. is probably a twenty twenty three ETA, but he's going to be good. Yeah. Do you like Bailey more than Bart? I've gone back and forth on this. I like Bart's bat clearly, but I like Bailey's defense better. Um, I you go with Bart. Bart's your. Go- I mean, Bart is the you know the high draft pick, the coveted top prospect. You got to give Bart the opportunity right out of the gate. But I've just heard things that Patrick Bailey will be the starting catcher in 2023, and Joey Bart might be the first baseman after Brandon Belt is then done. But that's. I think at least for 2022, it has to be Joey Bart. And I'm excited to see what 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 happens with Joey Bart because I think Joey Bart can be a guy who hits for a lot of power and w- takes his walks and can be a real contributor in this lineup. 100%. So Joey Bart, when he comes up, he struck out a bajillion times. In 2020, Bart spent, yeah. he spent 33 games with the Giants as a 23-year-old. He had a 37% K rate, which is horrific. Not ideal. I, yeah, not ideal. Less than ideal. <laughs> less than less than ideal. Uh, but 67 games with Sacramento at the AAA level. The guy had a 29% K rate, which is bad, but it's not terrible. But Bart hit 294 with a 358 OBP, and he had a 107 WRC+. Granted, from your top catching prospect, you want to see a WRC plus better than 107 in AAA. But with Bart... I mean, I've got, like, no problems with him figuring it out now. If Posey stuck around for two more years, which I think we were expecting him to, then you have to have a different conversation, and you have to make one of them expendable because the clock's ticking. And the answer was probably going to be that Bart was the expendable one. But I don't hate the idea of Bart being your starting catcher in 2022, Bailey coming up midway through 2023, and for the 2024 season, making a decision between the two. And the Giants yeah. have time to do that now. They do have time to do that. I mean, they have plenty of veterans. Their team will already be good. Um, I'm sure Buster Posey will help influence that somehow. The Giants are definitely going to be like, hey, can you come back and help yeah, a little in bit? In an like, advisor <laughs> role, front office role. Like yeah. Jim Tomei, as soon as he retired, hopped into the White Sox as like an advisor role. Paul Canerco did the same thing. You know, you see... Um, Alex Rodriguez hop into this advisor role before he took the Sunday night baseball job. Like so many of these guys, Ichiro too. Ichiro's like throwing BP to the Mariners after he retires. Like, <laughs> no, and he's like still pitching. Yeah, man, too. No, I mean, like, <laughs> it, when you figure out a way to retain your all-time greats somehow, because Buster Posey is obviously one of the most notable Giants in recent memory. He's gonna be Absolutely. involved with the Giants somehow, especially with the catching thing. He's gonna be. In- I agree. You know what? When I think Joey Bart, I immediately think Mike Zunino. Yeah. High strikeout rate, going to hit for some power. He's never going to give you, you know, 250 batting average even. But, good but he's going to he's going to walk and he's going to play good defense. That's that's where I think So Mike Zunino's 2021 with the Rays is almost like where I see Joey Bart's ceiling at. But I also see the floor possibly Mike Zunino some years with the Mariners. <laughs> right, like, you can't hit shit. I, 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 yeah, you can't hit shit. You're striking out 40% of the time. Like, that's it's it's extremely possible. But I think at the high end, that's what you could get if if uh, Bart improves on defense. 
because that's that's just what I see. I'm like, you're just Mike Zunino. And Mike Zunino can be an electric catcher, one of the better catchers in baseball. And here's the deal, dude. Like, when Zanino's good, the Mariners weren't looking for a catcher. Like, Zanino was good. The Rays weren't necessarily looking for a catcher. Obviously, Mejia is the long-term solution to catcher. But, like, Zanino's going to find his way into that lineup if he's hitting like that. Bart is always going to find his way into an MLB lineup with the possibility of power that he has. Um, yeah. He's got to choose one of these, though. He's got to put more bat on ball, or he's got to walk more. I hope he chooses the prior. I feel like he's going to choose the latter. <laughs> right? We're slandering. We're, we also sort of slandered Casale. Um and he's he's serviceable. Like he's he's a good defender. You know, whatever offense you can get for him is a plus. He's a guy that at least you could plug in there and you're not barren. Like he's not a terrible backup. It's not like some garbage man sitting back there and you're like oh my god this is just a hole he's not a hole but he's not he's a good stopgap if bart is struggling and bailey's not ready yeah so i don't think that like if bart were to not pan out at all that they don't at least have reinforcements that they would need to sign you know a big time catcher right i wrote down two names that like if casali sucks sucks you can go get somebody like <laughs> jose lobatone or robinson chirinos on like a one-year deal like Maybe I guaranteed, agree. maybe not. You know what I mean? So, Agreed. And I think that's an easy, easy, easy fix. First base, we're going to breeze through because you've got Brandon Belt. Yeah. If Belt needs a day off, then Darren Ruff can play first. Boom. Exactly. And both of those dudes rake. Yeah. Both of those dudes rake. And I, I know I say, oh, Peter always says, like, these guys rake. No, no, these guys rake. Like, these guys are like... 140 WRC plus hitters last year kind of raking. Yeah, no, I mean like... Like 40% better than the average first baseman kind of raking. Listen, pessimist King Arm Layton got a Darren Ruff shirt. That's how you know he rakes. Yeah, that's how you know he rakes. And Darren Ruff, like... And it doesn't even matter the pitcher either. It could be Bueller. It could be DeGrom. He's matter. raking regardless. It uh, could be me. <laughs> second base, Tommy Lastella and Wilmer Flores are your options there. Kind of fire Only, i don't know i love those two the platoon like that's that's a good combo uh, it is both those dudes again tommy Lestella, always a bat to ball guy wilmer flores always a bat to ball guy you got the left-handed swing with Lestella against right-handed pitcher you got the wilmer flores against lefties it's a perfect platoon and you know they might miss out on donovan solano a little bit but that's fine like that's i love that like that fires why does the platoon of wilmer flores and tommy Lestella? Fire me up. Because you're weird as shit, bro. Like, this doesn't <laughs> fire me up at all. <laughs> but Fires me up. I think it's going to be good. If this was the platoon on 29 other teams, I'm like, yeah, you got to improve here. But it's the San Francisco Giants. Like, I know that Not Tommy Listella yeah. and Wilmer Flores gonna are going to be good. <laughs> yeah. They are. Um, third is uh, Evan Longoria and then Flores as well. Longoria, yeah. like, I, I don't know. Again, it's so hard with these Giants because you just want to say, yeah, Longoria is totally over the hill. But then he wasn't over the hill in 2021. Well, why he's not over the hill is that when I said that Giants have the oldest average age of position players, they give guys days off. Yeah. You know, Evan Longoria might play 100 games and they might get the best out of those 100 games. That's why Wilmer Flores played so many games last year and he's going to play a lot of games this year. But he's going to have to fill in. And I'm also excited to see if the... If the NL gets the universal DH, because that would just help this Giants team tremendously. Um, 
So yeah, that's where I'm at. Brandon Crawford is the shortstop. And then I love this utility guy. Like he is my favorite average player in baseball. I talk I about know. Mauricio Dubon all the time. But for some weird reason, I can't get enough of watching Mauricio Dubon. And like he's a solid defender. He's a fine hitter. Played 70 games-ish for the Giants in 2021. If Dubon needs to play 85 games, like, you know, let's say 50 at short. Uh, no, not even 50. I'm, I'm banking on Crawford to be healthy. Say, like, 20 at short and say 30 at third and say, like, 20 more at second. I'm totally cool with that. I'm cool with that. He's slick. Yeah. He's smooth. Yeah. He's he wears just like, a defender. And he... No, I was just going to say he, oh, wears, no. <laughs> he wears high-top Air Force One cleats. I know he does. Yeah. Similar to Clint Frazier. Um, but he's one of the smoothest defenders ever. You can put a bar. Also, Tyro Estrada um, is another guy that they that they have in the fold. He's a good utility guy, too. He can rake. You know, he can do a lot of different things. Um Mauricio Dubon, though, he killed it in AAA. The bat is real. I just think he's going to need more plate appearances to really kind of unlock that. But if it's, if he's going to unlock it on any team, it's going to be the San Francisco Giants. And here's the thing, though. like I don't know if Dubon is getting the plate appearances in San Francisco. I know. I know. But they've got three more years of control of him. And that's why maybe some of these guys are trade chips in order to get a starting pitcher. Yeah, because you've also got guys coming through. Like, Marco Luciano is going to be a 2023 ad. And he fucking rakes. He's ready when Crawford's done. <laughs> yeah, he could be ready now. He's uh, gonna, Probably I, not yet, but he's almost ready. But, like, when Crawford hangs it up after the 2023 season, could you see Marco Luciano, like, immediately becoming a top 15 shortstop in the game? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Easy, because you know how. I, I, this is how I gauge it. Is he going to be better than Dansby Swanson? Yes. Yes. So top fifteen. Yes. Boom. Uh, Will Wilson is also a shortstop prospect. He went to NC State. He was a high round pick. I think he was a first round pick. Will Wilson, but Wilson can be that like fill in second or third baseman as well. Doesn't necessarily need to play short. Um, you've got guys like he's another twenty twenty three ETA. So I'm cool with the older infield. Because you've got these younger guys coming up, and you also have guys with a bunch of control that can be meh, like Mauricio Dubon. The outfield, I think they're in like the best outfield situation in baseball because they're a, a billion deep, like you said. They've got Ruff, Mike Yaz, Lamont Wade Jr., who is all-star caliber, Alex Dickerson, who can put together all-star caliber seasons, Austin Slater and Steven Duggar, who are very good backup outfielders, and then, oh, by the way, with like an ETA of right now, Elliot Ramos, like you were saying, and then an ETA of 2023, you're probably looking at Luis Matos and Hunter Bishop. Like they are 10 deep right now in the outfield. I know. But the weird thing is, Farhan came out and said one of the goals of this offseason was to get a right-handed bat in the outfield, a corner outfielder. Which made me think, what do you have planned, Farhan? Because you have the deepest outfield I've ever seen, maybe except for those Braves when they won the World Series. But yet, one of the goals is to get an outfielder? Like, they've been in on Seiya Suzuki. I've heard them in on Tommy Pham. So, hmm. Who's it going to be, right? Yeah, I, I... 
it seems like Seau Suzuki is really their guy. I mean, think about it. Four years, around $44 million, around $11 million AAV. Um, he's, he wants to be on a West Coast team. He wants a spring training facility in Arizona rather than Florida. That's clicks all the boxes with the Giants. And it just seems like the Giants and Seau Suzuki seems like one of the best fits. Um, also, I think, like I said, Tommy Pham could be a good fit for them. You know Tommy Pham is turning into one of those veterans that then the Giants just come in and be like, oh, well, what, what was going on here? What was wrong with your swing? How about just try this? And then Tommy Pham's back to all-star level again. Like, that's that's what I can see. So I do think that they will end up signing, say, uh, Suzuki or Tommy Pham. Yeah, I, I do like those two options there. Um, another one, and I just sold him to Seattle last week, but, like, Chris mm. Bryant was a great Giant. I think he would be great back in that uniform. Oh, I mean, that that goes without saying. I mean, it's good that, you know, this is a podcast, so we're saying it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Gotta fill time. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, I'm down for Chris Bryant, of course. I just don't think that's just not the giant way. Like, I don't think they're going to lock into a seven-year deal with one of these guys. I think they'd prefer to go say, uh, they'd prefer to go Tommy Pham and just mix and match with, with just a deeper team rather than paying a lot of these stars big money. Yeah, a couple other names that I want to throw out to you before we move on to the pitching staff here. Um, some ads that are a lot less sexy than that because I think you nailed it with the two. Seiya Suzuki, Tommy Pham. Um, Brock Holt, I feel like could totally be a giant. I have a story about Brock Holt. I was so pissed off when he made an all-star team. Why? The most angry I've ever gotten for an all-star. Why? He didn't deserve to be an all-star that year. And he was a Red Sox, and I was in the middle of my Yankee fandom. I'm like, what? No way Brock Holt is an all-star. But he was an all-star, so, and that's just my bias. So I just had to tell that story. Yeah, it sounds a little biased. Um, left-handed Slightly. bat in the infield. How about D. Gordon? D. Strange Gordon? Dude, they got so many dudes. I know. I just don't think they need much. They don't need. They don't need much. They need. They they don't need an outfielder, but they said that they want an outfielder. They need starting pitching. Yeah. They do need starting pitching. That's actually what they do need. Um, but yeah, like you look at the offense, and you're like, of course you could probably upgrade with a two hundred million dollar guy. Yeah. <laughs> but they have so many good players, and their system works. So I'm not here to say that they that they need that much. Just like a little tinkering here and there. Okay, so let's talk pitching. I'm just pitching. so I'm so interested to see what Brandon Crawford does next year. Yeah, me too. Like, is he really gonna do it again? If he does, He's... like damn. <laughs> it's like where the hell did it come from? I don't know. Dude. He was a glove first guy who just raked and the power. That's what got me. It was the power. Like what? Brandon Crawford? What are we doing? His barrel um, looked huge last year. Yeah. Let's talk about the pitching staff. We can breeze through the bullpen because this is a really good bullpen. It's the best bullpen in baseball. Ooh. I don't know. Who would be better, though? You name four. You name a bullpen with four guys better than Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone, and Camilo Duvall. Um... Non-bias, I think the White Sox with Hendricks, Kopech, Bummer, and now Kendall Graveman. That's not fair to throw Kopech in there. 
Because is Kopech going to be like a seventh inning guy? Okay, so no, take he's, out... he's like your stopgap. Yeah, so take out Kopech. Like I'm saying a, a four. Because the Giants can just throw guys like Michael Kopech. And even though they might not be as flashy, they'll still get outs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seattle has a pretty good bullpen here, with, but it's not better than San Francisco. Yeah, it's not I mean, better than San Francisco. Damn, this might Yankees be. Yankees isn't better. You know, the, Do- the Dodgers have a phenomenal bullpen, but I think the Giants is better. Giants are better the than Rays Tampa's always have a good bullpen. bullpen. Giants, yep. Yeah. Huh. Camilo Duvall is next up. Like, the next best closer in baseball. He's your guy. What was your hot take about him? That I thought he would be the best reliever by the end of 2022? Yeah. Agree to disagree and on that. We see, he's gonna be and, and that's such a, and and that seems like such a hot take. But we know with reliever turnover, like remember when Devin Williams was the best reliever yes. in baseball? Yes. Then it was like, wait, he's actually not that good. And then he had a great year last year, so it was like, oh, maybe he is. Correct. And like Josh Hader was kind of low on some lists, and now we all recognize Josh Hader and new guys bunch, bounce out of everywhere. This is the next guy. We already saw in the playoffs. The stuff was electric. The poise on the mound was electric. The arm angle, everything. It was just all out fuzz. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the four, McGee, Doval, Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone. You also have Harleen Garcia, Jose Alvarez, Zach Littell. Like, they're deep enough. If they want to go sign somebody to a one-year deal, like an Evan Marshall with that change-up, or Steve Ciszek just to have, like, the submarine and then the sidearm here, like, go ahead and do it. You don't need to add anything, though. Let's get into the starting pitching now. Again, you are without Kevin Gosman, who signed for five years with Toronto. You're without Johnny Cueto, who's in the open market. But Gosman was the one. Cueto was like the five for them last year. Yeah. You had Logan Webb, who we're both so freaking high on. I think Logan Webb's an so ace. High on. Anthony yep. DiSclafani had a 317 ERA in 2021. Can you repeat that? I don't know. Alex Wood is in the rotation. Alex Cobb is in the rotation. And then you've got Tyler Beatty as the five. That's not a good five. That's not a World Series winning yeah. five. So let's add some pitching here. Okay. So, I, even though it's across the pond in Oakland, I think that this is the team that should deal for Chris Bassett. Um, that's the pitcher who comes to my mind, and I'm like, well, that, he's basically wearing a Giants jersey already, it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, he's getting up there in age a little bit. It's not going to take that much. You're not going to have to gut the farm system, but he's just a really solid guy. And when we spoke to... Um, Katie Wu of The Athletic, when we were talking about the Cardinals, she really, really wanted Chris Bassett for not just what he can do on the field, but off the field as a teammate, leader in that clubhouse. Like, you put another veteran like that in this Giants locker room, I think it's a winning formula. I, you don't have to give up much, man. Um, you really don't have to give up that much. What would you have to give up? I mean... I don't know. Could you just send Hunter Bishop over there? Yeah, like I, I think Hunter Bishop and like Sean Jelly could make it work. That's two top fifteen guys, two top twenty guys. Yeah, that's 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 kind of pricey, and and especially Hunter Bishop's. You know, he's a good prospect. You know, he's a six five outfielder. He's only twenty three years old, and he hasn't had a ton a ton of success. But he's a guy that the Oakland A's could look at. Yeah, and then I don't even think you have to add. You know, that guy. I think you could maybe maybe give them, I mean, maybe you package Hunter Bishop and Sammy Long. 
Yeah, that works. Like, it, it works. That's the thing. I don't think you need to give up way too much. I agree with you for Bassett. No. Um, you can do it. I don't think they need to go look at, like, a glass now because you don't need a one. You don't need a front-line guy. No. You've got your one. Glasnow's also not going to pitch next year. So it's like, well, the Giants, 2023 seems to also be another, like, window for them with Luciano and Bailey coming up and all that kind of stuff. So maybe Glasnow makes weird sense in a way, but not for 2022, and that's not what the episode, you know, we're doing right now. And that's not what the Giants do either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't get those guys. It's a cool idea. So, more Giants-type guys that I like. Chris Bassett is perfect. Um, I'm looking at free agency right now. Uh, Zach Granke to a one-year deal to San Francisco. It That sounds so good. Yeah. that He could win a Cy Young there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he could win a Cy Young at like That's age much- 55. <laughs> That's how much confidence I have in the Giants to develop these guys. Yeah. Not at develop. I keep saying the word develop. It's just that what the Giants do, they just pinpoint things within your repertoire and they just tweak it a little bit and just make you that much better. And with the rest days and the and the nutrition and just everything that's in the Giants organization, it's just tippity-tippity-top. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at like these top four because BD you kind of want as the guy that bounces between Sacramento and San Francisco, right? Yeah, he's all right. Um, but Webb, DiSclefani, Wood, Cobb. Like, that's really good. And you already have two guys named Alex there. So you're probably set up for success. And they're kind of like the right-handed and left-handed versions of each other. Yeah, sort of. exactly. Like, when I see Alex Cobb, I say, you're like the right-handed version of Alex Wood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Arm had a hot take. He said Alex Wood might make an all-star, all-star team this year. Did he say Wood or Cobb? I think to be honest, I don't remember. Alex's. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I think either of them could. Like, Alex Cobb is going to have such a good season next year with the Giants. I can almost guarantee it. God, that's so weird to say, dude. Um, all right. Two more free agents that I want to throw out to you before I get to to my guy. Uh, Kwan Yun Kim right. and Yusei Kikuchi, I think, could both fit here. Yeah. I like Kwan um, Yun Kim better. But are they going to be worth them? I mean, that just depends how much money you're going to give them. Because, like, how much money would Kwan Yun Kim better get? options? I don't know, but is he that good? I think he's yeah, right. Like he's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Here's That's my why favorite. I think it has to be a trade piece. It has to be a trade piece because with the Giants, I don't. You say Kikuchi could make sense just with their payroll. Like, are they going to give him? I don't know what they'd give him. I think you, I think you trade for Chris Bassett, um, or you make a trade for Frankie Montas, another Oakland A, or you ask the Reds what Sonny Gray, what the price would be for him. I don't think for the Giants it's coming out as a free agent. I think they're going to spend their free agents, you know, on a Seiya Suzuki or a Tommy Pham, and then I think they trade for a starter. Yeah, I, one more free agent I do want to throw you before we look at more trade names. Um, I like the idea of re-signing Aaron Sanchez. I do. He's 29 do. years old. Me too. He he ticked down with the stuff totally. Like his his strikeout per nine rate was lower than it's ever been in his career last year, and he was walking a bunch of people. But he only allowed two bombs in 35 innings. Like he keeps the ball in the yeah. ballpark. You know, it, it, the ball goes on the ground at times with him, and when he's on, he's a major league starter for sure. So if the Giants feel like they can do something with Aaron Sanchez if they were given one more year of time with him, then do it. 
But if they saw something in 2021 where it's like, you know what, you just don't really fit the giant mold, I understand. I just don't know the answer to that question. So if they like Aaron Sanchez, go get him again. Nobody else is really going to want him for a ton of money. I agree. I just, I have nothing else to say on that front. I totally agree about Aaron Sanchez. More trade names. Let's rack our brains here. Chris Bassett, I like. Um, Glass now I like less. I really like the Sonny Gray. Yeah. I think Sonny Gray would perform well with them. I mean, San Francisco's not this huge market. I mean, and Sonny Gray struggled in New York, so maybe it could be a huge market thing, but the Giants are not that. I mean, they are a big market, but not to the level of the Yankees or the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, I think Sonny Gray could be a very good option there. Um, it would take a lot to get Luis Castillo, and I don't think the Giants are willing to kind of gut their farm like that because the Reds are going to ask for Marco Luciano and or, you know, definitely Patrick Bailey or, you know, Matos, and I don't think the Giants are willing to part ways with them. So I would say Luis Castillo is probably off the table, but that's why I think Sonny Gray is such a good option for them uh, because I don't think it would take you know, the combination of Luciano, Bart, Matos, or Ramos, maybe like a guy like Kyle Harrison, um, you know, is a 20-year-old big left-handed starter for the Giants. Yeah. Maybe a guy like that. They also have Will Bednar in their system, who I am in love with. I watched him at the College World Series yeah. on Mississippi State. This was my favorite college pitching prospect. And he was projected to go late in the first round, and when Farhan grabbed him at 14, I was so ecstatic for the Giants because not only did that kind of not not prove I was right on anything because <laughs> like we have we have no idea if he's actually going to be good, but it proved I guess what I was seeing that he really could be that type of starter. I immediately saw Freddie Peralta in him, just the the hmm. high spin fastball up in the zone with the wipeout breaking ball, a guy who could be a major league starter with just two pitches. And if he develops a third could be an elite starting pitcher. So I, I and Ben has got moxie. He's got just bravado. You know, I, I love him on the mound and I don't, I don't know when Bednar is, is slated to, I mean, his ETA is like, 2024. I think he could be up sooner. I think the dude shoves. Yeah. I hear you. Um, no, I, I agree with you on Bednar. I, he is a very, very talented pitcher. He just doesn't necessarily fit this window right now with MLB I know, starting yeah, no, jobs. Just, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I listen, I'll sing praises for Will Bednar all day long. Um, yeah, and we're so going to do good. we're going to do some good shit with college baseball too. If you're looking at if you're looking for oh, college yeah. baseball coverage, just baseball's your spot. Um, college baseball shows coming out soon. It's probably going to be released in the next couple of weeks because the season is almost here and we have write-ups already on justbaseball.com for like the ACC and we're coming out with more like conference stuff cuz we want to be your you know we want to deliver you guys college baseball content because no one else is. You go to any other websites behind a paywall. Yeah. And college baseball is awesome. And there are future big leaguers there that are so fun to watch. Similar to college basketball and similar to college football. We all know that. Yeah. But we're going to be delivering college baseball on JustBaseball.com. And through great. our socials and everything like that. It's going to be great. We're going to be making some trips. Um, know that we already have some working plans to get back to the College World Series in Omaha at the end of June. Yes, sir. Um, and then end of May, I know we've got a working plan to get to the uh, SEC tournament in uh, Hoover, Alabama. So yes, that'll be sir. fascinating. we got some good college baseball stuff coming up here, and Will Bednar exemplifies that. One more name I want to throw out as a possible trade candidate before we 
wrap up our thoughts on the San Francisco Giants. And that's Kyle Hendricks. I think Hendricks could be an option. If the Cubs, the Cubs are in this weird purgatory right now where they are somewhere between trying to contend. And if they sign Carlos Correa to this deal where it, it was starting to be rumored right before the lockout hit, um, then obviously they're not selling a guy that you know figures to be in the front of their rotation. But Hendricks is not worth a king's ransom anymore. He's 87, not years old. He's 87 miles an hour with the fastball. He's sneaky only like on, 31. On a good day. Yeah. He's making a lot more money than he should. Um, and he gets hit up a lot. Like, the ERA is high. The wins are high because he stays in games forever. But um, this is a I guy that can— untradeable. I don't think so. I don't think so. Dude, I think he he's may- worth it. I mean, the Giants would have to give up basically nothing to get him. I think they could fix him. They probably could. But I don't even know what needs to be fixed with him. Like, I just don't think his... It's it's like he has to be... His margin for error is the smallest in baseball. It's like, is there there a gap there? Margin for error, like... like, That's the gap margin of error for Kyle Hendricks, so... It's all it's all command because like it's, it's not like his stuff is gonna tick up anytime soon. It's not like the Giants are gonna unlock a new pitch. Um, I mean, Kyle Hendricks, a Dartmouth guy, one of the smartest baseball minds that there is, and if he's not figuring it out, then it's it's like at some point, eighty six doesn't do the job. Like it, I'm looking at does do the job. I'm looking at the year by year ERA plus. Yeah, he was one of the worst in baseball last year, dude. No, eighty nine. ERA plus. Kondrick said an 89 ERA plus last yeah. year? Yeah. 477 ERA and 181 innings. Oh. <laughs> um, not good, but like I'm looking at 2015. Let's let's look at 2016 through 2020 here. Kyle Hendricks, you know, 2016, obviously he was great. He finished third in Cy Young voting. He had a 213 ERA and he had a 196 ERA plus. But his ERA plus by year from 2016 to 2020. 196, 145, 121, 127, 156, and then down to 89. It it slowly was ticking down, but he's 32 years old. He's yeah, not Yeah, he's old. one of those guys you'd think is 37. Um, but he's not old. Is this your Cubs mind saying let's get rid of him? No. Or is this your Giants mind saying, I actually think he's good as a buy low? Yeah, no, this is my Giants mind saying, let's buy low. Yeah, because he wouldn't be expensive. I, I, I don't hate the idea, but I also... I don't think that Kyle Hendricks is a good pitcher anymore. But I make that may come back to bite me, and I'm willing for that to come back to bite me because I hope he turns into something. I just, like, you watch him last year... It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun to watch, but like, I don't know. I think he's still got good pitcher in him. The mind is one of the best. If anybody can be perfect, so, we talk about the margin for error. If anybody can be perfect in Major League Baseball, it's Kyle Hendricks. Also, the Cubs have been relying on him as their ace, while the Giants would be relying on him as their four. Five. So there's different expectations. Five, maybe. There's yeah. different expectations there. So yeah, I, the more we talk about it, the more I like it. Final thoughts on the Giants. 
Final thoughts on the Giants is if any one of if anybody tells you that your favorite team and I'm 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 talking to you directly, the listener right now, if yeah. anyone tells you that the Giants aren't gonna be good this year, just tell them wait and see. Just tell them to suck it. Because you're gonna be good again. This team is too sound mentally, physically, nutritionally, <laughs> facilities, minor leagues. Across the board, the executives, this is one of the best organizations in baseball. And when you have one of the best organizations, you might fall from grace a season or two, but then you'll be right back in it, in the thick of it. And I I see 90 wins for this, this team this year, and I think they could tick up towards 95. Will they win the division? I don't know, but I think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think this is a better team than the Padres, quite honestly. It's hard. Even though the Padres are more, way more star-studded. They just got Bob Melvin. You know, it seems like the Padres are destined for this, but they weren't that much worse last year, and they won 79 games. There's problems there. There's no problems here. There's no problems here. Faith in Farhan. Faith in Farhan. And until he disappoints me, which he won't, I'm going to continue keeping the faith. Yeah. Every single time I tried to bet against this team last year, they bit me in the ass. They beat good teams. They beat bad teams. They beat the best pitchers. They beat the worst pitchers. There was no off day for this team. They were great on the road. They were great at home. They were great everywhere, anywhere, wherever there was a field and there was a bat and there was a ball. The Giants were winning last year. That was poetic, Pete. Thank you. No. I just love this Giants team. I fell in love with the Giants team last year. I know you did. Kind of similar to Arum fell in love with the Marla, with the Mariners. I fell in love with the Giants. Yeah. They're good, man. I mean, yeah. I, I'm i just keeping the faith in Farhan. I'm keeping the faith in, um, you know, whoever decides to step up, whether it's Brandon Crawford again or maybe Brandon Belt has the best year of his career because he got a really good year in 2021. Regardless yeah. of who steps up, um, I just feel like somebody is going to. There it is. Somebody is going to. It could not even be someone on the roster currently. Might be Lamont It could Wade. be Seiya Suzuki. Right. What if Seiya Suzuki turns into freaking Bryce Harper out of nowhere? <laughs> I don't think he will, but I love the thinking. Yeah. Could happen. And I, if they get Tommy Pham, he'll go right back to being an all-star too. That's the thing. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. All right. Last thoughts on the episode? We're talking to him again tomorrow. Let's go let's yeah. go through the roster and um what the changes that we mixed in so we can give you our twenty twenty two Giants. Okay. So let's start around the diamond in terms of hitters. Catchers, your yes. starting catcher is gonna be Joey Bart, Kirk Casale is gonna be your backup, Patrick Bailey is up in twenty twenty three. First base is gonna be Brandon Belt with Darren Ruff as his backup. Second base, And Lamont Wade can play first too. Yeah, why not, right? Second base is going to be Listella and Wilmer Flores, that tandem. Um, third base is going to be Longoria. Wilmer Flores is his backup. Brandon Crawford's going to be the shortstop. And then you've got Mauricio Dubon to work around the rest of the infield here. If he's got to fill in at short, second, third, he can do so. Outfield is just deep as shit. Let's throw, um, I don't know, Yastrzemski in left. Uh, or maybe Ruff in left, or Ruff is the DH, and Yastrzemski in left, and yeah, then Dickerson like, Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there's just a ragtag team out there, and they're all good, and you're just gonna all play them, and then just add say Suzuki or Tommy Pham to that mix, Boom. and you got yeah, you have, you have a whole team of outfielders. So so let's say Tommy Pham <laughs> in left, Pham slash Suzuki okay. in left, and then let's go with um, 
I don't know, let's go with like Duggar or Slater in center. And then let's go with Lamont Wade in right. And you've got Dickerson sure. as a bench bat to deploy. And you've got Yastrzemski as a bench bat to deploy. And like we're hanging out. Just crazy. It's crazy. Yastrzemski is, get, Yastrzemski is getting up there in age a little bit. Yeah. Um, But he's still like, that's a bench bat. But he might not be. He might be the starting center fielder. You have no idea. Um, And then let's talk through pitching. Obviously, bullpen, no changes needed when you have Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, Camilo Doval, Zach Littell, Dominic Leone, Harleen Garcia. List keeps on going. Maybe add an Evan Marshall, let's say. And then the starting rotation, we've got Logan Webb. We've got Anthony DiSclefani. We've got the two Alexes, Cobb and... um, uh, Wood. Wood. And then one of the guys that we just added. I, I think Chris Bassett is the best trade piece, or Sonny Gray. Perfect. Let's call it Let's call it Chris Bassett. So you've got Wood, Disclapani, Bassett, and the Alexes. Bang. Are you kidding me? It's a great team. It's a really good team. Does that team have a good possibility of winning the World Series? I think so. They won 107 games last year. Yeah. Let's say they're 17 games worse. They're winning 90 games. They're probably making the playoffs. They took the Dodgers to five. And I know the Dodgers lost to the Braves, but would we have been surprised if the Giants beat the Dodgers in that series? And they almost did. That was one of the most hard-fought series. That's probably why the Dodgers were so tired against the Braves because they just got their teeth kicked in by the Giants. If the Giants had played the Braves instead... We may be having a different discussion on who won the World Series. Because if the Giants then go play the Astros, what are you picking against the Giants? No, hell no. No, hell no. So they were right there. So what's to say that they're not right there again? Is it the loss of Buster Posey? That's going to hurt. Is it the loss of Chris Bryant? That's going to hurt. But they just got plug and play. And this team was not built on the backs of stars. It was built on the backs of stuff like this. So why can't they do it again? And I think they will. I think they will, too. We're in agreement. They're going to miss the leadership of Posey for sure. But, but other guys will step up there. <laughs> Keep yeah, the and they got veterans on veterans. Like, they know how to win. They've been there before. Yeah, like when you lose I mean, Buster. The most successful teams of, they're one of the most successful teams of our lifetime. Like when you they lose. Are, I think. Red Sox. Yeah, no, I mean, San Francisco's up there. I, they went through the even-year voodoo. But when you lose, um, like, a leader like Buster Posey, and you replace it with the leadership of Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, and Evan Longoria, you're fine. You're fine. God. All right. Um, Everything you need's in the episode description. Just Baseball merch. I'm rocking my Just Baseball t-shirt right now. It's just a good fitting t-shirt. That's all I can guarantee you guys. Can't guarantee you that, um, you know, it's going to be the absolute best looking shirt but what i can guarantee it's going to be the best fitting shirt i can guarantee that it looks amazing you look so hot with that shirt on dude (laughs) he's posing he's posing for the audio people um traps good shit i am busing back from athens ohio to muncie indiana in a brutal snowstorm in the midwest tonight so fingers crossed for me and uh fingers crossed jack yeah just know when you're driving through there it's probably beautiful in san francisco right now yeah 100 percent. things are all roses at oracle park things are all roses and 
your team's not going to leave. Maybe the Oakland A's are. So the, the, the Bay Area might be Giants only for a while. Oh, well. Pete? Thank you, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.